From Live Consulting, this is Cannabis Business Minds with your hosts, Kristen Yoder and Simone Similuka Radzins. All right, on this episode of Cannabis Business Minds, we have Jackie McGowan on the show. Um, you are incredible. I'm so happy to re-interview you because the first one didn't work. It's good that we've got Kristen on board as co-host so we can dive into what you've been working on. It's so great to be here. Yes, Jackie is the founder of Ban-Aid Consulting. Not Band-Aid, Ban-Aid. Ban-Aid. Ban-Aid because you work, basically, you live and breathe California bans. <laughs> Where is oh, the I bans going on in the cities, in the counties? Who banned what now? I mean, I know I've worked with you before. I see you wake up and you spend two hours on your laptop going through all of the news. Correct. So, how did so talk walk, walk us through what got you here today? I know, like from when you started the band group, but even before that, like, sure. who are you? Yes. So, <laughs> um, I I'm a recovering stockbroker. I worked on Wall Street for 18 years, and uh, I came back to California, which is where I grew up, um, three years ago, and my my medicine was not working. Um, so modern medicine had failed me. My father, who has been a stoner my whole life, mm-hmm. um, in, you know, was putting major pressure on me to try marijuana for my ailment. And mm-hmm. I thought he was crazy, and I was very reluctant. And I finally caved, not thinking that it was going to work for me, but just to get him off my back, I caved. And, um, you know, I had tremendous success with it. But um, with that success, I found that there were problems in uh, the legal, you know, quasi-legal environment and um, CBD shortages. And I was on waiting lists um, a couple times a year. And when I went on these waiting lists, I knew I was on these waiting lists with children. So when my name would get called, um, I would have to make a decision if I was going to stock up on my medicine and possibly harm a child. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, That's because tough. I was I was in a support group with a lot of mothers of really sick children at Harborside uh, Health Center in Oakland. Oh, wow. So I knew that we were on the same waiting list. And, um, you know, that did not sit right with me. And I dove in trying to, to figure out why my medicine was running out of stock. Mm-hmm. Why were people being raided? Why wasn't there a consistent supply available? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that just led me to become obsessed with regulations. So after the passage of the Medical Cannabis Regulations and Safety Act in October of 2015, mm-hmm. that November, I started, my Google email alerts had started to pick up, you know, um, a lot of, of bans across the state, and I yeah. didn't really realize what was going on. So I um, decided to expand on my Google email alerts and that brought in my my Wall Street background, I was trying to create a marijuana Bloomberg, a Mm one-stop shop for all of my marijuana news needs. So I set up 540 Google email alerts, one for every city and county in the state. And um, on January 1st, I started the group simply uh, as a way to dump all this information that I was seeing. And um, I knew that uh, towards the end of 2015, um, or 2016, no, These years are getting yeah, I know, right? I know. Towards, towards the end of 2015, uh, there was a two-week break where local governments were, you know, on holiday mm-hmm. um, vacation. So I knew that at the beginning of the year we were we were about to get massacred based on what I was picking up in the news. So I started the group, 
and uh, just started dumping all of this information and the group became this little command center and I was linking up people in different parts of the state that I had never met and saying go meet them and go to this and wow. it's the first reading or second reading and urgency ordinance and I had to learn the difference of all of that I didn't know yeah um, and so then I was creating these activist toolkits and tell, telling them go to your local government give them this letter let them know that AB 21 has been introduced and it should slow it down well it didn't slow down I really thought when I created the group that I was creating something that was just going to be like a two or three month job and no. and I haven't stopped. So No, not in California. After we got through the MRSA bans, yeah. you know, then the Prop 64 bans started mm. and the Prop 64 bans started before Prop 64 even passed. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so everyone um, was afraid. Yeah, and then even before that, we had what we called Taxapalooza. We we dubbed uh, ban uh, the MRSA bans as Banapalooza, yeah. and then then we got hit with Taxapalooza, and um, we had some, I believe, like forty, uh, roughly forty uh, tax measures that were on the ballot in different jurisdictions across the state. The November eighth ballot, and wow. um, so. Then, you know, now I've been still tracking the Prop 64 bans and yeah. trying to figure out, you know, who's the most egregious. And I work with uh, the Drug Policy Alliance, letting them know what I'm seeing and who mm -hmm. should be sued. And we should see a, a, a lawsuit really soon in Fontana. Oh, really? Because Fontana wants to um, disallow a felon from growing six plants. And so you if you're a drug, drug convicted felon, they're not going to give you a permit. Mm -hmm. You know, they did come down on their permit fee, but even that may be challenged in court. Oh, Wait, you need a permit to grow six plants? I thought that's what Prop 64, besides all of the business aspects, allows us to do. Was to allow without a permit. Like that to me, that's that like sounds, our right as that California sounds unconstitutional to require us to register with the city. To have our right to grow. That's happening. Can you imagine? Right that's it, happening in it several parts of the state. It does surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, California, 58 counties, 400-something cities, you'll never be done. Yeah. I know. It no, Every week, someone is... <laughs> but there's software that yeah. will help you. We were just talking, which there. you were on that podcast, Adherence. Yeah. Canna Regs. Canna like, Regs. Seems, oh, is that, like, helping I, you so much? Canna Regs. Took so much off my shoulders and helped really? me breathe again. Oh God, that's you know. Great. Um, I I don't have to sift through the news to figure out what's going on. I'm able to see that there's 40 to 50 municipalities meeting on marijuana specific agenda items every week. Oh, and then wow. I, so I take Canaregs um, software or I take their data and I analyze their data. So mm -hmm. I keep a spreadsheet of everything that's going on, and then I'm you know in certain columns talking about whether they're regulating or mm -hmm. if they're banning, and if they are regulating, what they're regulating and where they're at in the conversation. So. Yeah, well, that's, I think, the pivotal thing. So I want to talk about your consulting firm, and then I yeah. want to go into the difference in MCRSA bans and then Prop 64 bans, because mm -hmm. I actually, I don't really know, and if I feel like we try to stay up to date, so if we don't know, probably you're oh, the, I mean, you are the goddess <laughs> of knowledge. You obviously know. Yeah. We don't even know what we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and I personally, having been in the L.A. cannabis drama with the city council mm -hmm. for 11 years. Yeah. Like, oh, they finally passed yeah. Measure M. Well, that's what good about for us. Prop D? What about pre-ICO? It's the same thing over and over, and it killed my spirit. Mm. So I commend you for <laughs> still fighting when it seems like a insurmountable amount of regulation to stay on top of. Yeah, yeah. So what was your question? Well, talk to us quickly about... 
MCRSA bands mm. and then Prop 64 bands and like the percentage. Like we've got you know 58 counties out here in California. We know Los Angeles just passed something for MCRSA, but through your expertise and knowledge with your consulting firm and with what you're doing. Can you give us some insight? Yeah. So an article came out in Leafly yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. and um, the, the CCIA was quoted as saying that there were 204 cities that had banned uh, marijuana and 17 counties. I don't agree with that, but I okay. think that um, the discrepancy is in the definition of a ban. They may be considering a city regulating because they're allowing six plants. I don't. No. Mm-hmm. no <laughs> it's our constitutional just, just, yes, rights. Exactly. Yeah. That's, like, that's our freedom yeah. of California. Right. But so back to your, your um, you know, Prop 64 uh, allowance. It's, it is our constitutional right to grow six plants. However, um, Prop 64 allowed local governments to enact reasonable regulations. Mm-hmm. So now it's, um, it's going to take a court challenge in order to define what reasonable regulations are. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of work, obviously, that has to be done on both MCRSA and Prop 64. Right. And how those are going to be married. And I, I wonder, yeah, it is the biggest thing. It seems like Prop 64 is the thing that all the counties are acting on. It doesn't seem like I hear MCRSA being brought up in these bans. That's because they had banned everything already <laughs> in MRSA. And when I got done counting the bans, the MRSA bans, um, it, it was pretty much 90% of the state had banned. So it's kind of where we sit right now. 10% um, have enacted regulations, and another 10% are moving towards it. They're all in the bay. So we are seeing a... Wow. In the last two weeks, I have seen so much movement in territories that I didn't see coming at all. And that's thanks to Canna Regs. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, we interviewed, and that interview, like the production, the video, or the whatever, it didn't go well to air, but... I remember asking that same question, and it was almost, what, eight months ago? Or mm-hmm. it seems like maybe even a year ago, and it was 90% then. Mm-hmm. So we're talking over six, like, we're talking, just to give people an idea, like, these bands and this, like, the process working with regulatory bodies is not something that's going to be done overnight. Mm-hmm. No, but the, you know, the difference in the last time that we yeah. talked and now is that another 10% are moving towards regulating. Yeah. However, you know, San Diego, San Diego County mm-hmm. moved backwards just a couple days ago it's... and new, you know, new supervisors took their seats and they're not having the marijuana and they're not respecting the will of the people. They voted for Prop 64 there. And so they are banning dispensaries. However, what's really interesting is that they're giving them five years, um, five years to shut down in order to recoup their losses. That wow. sets precedence for, you know, other territories that begin regulating and then, you know, do a bait and switch. We're going through that in Calaveras County right now. Oh, really? Where, uh, you know, 800 and, and something commercial farmers came forward, paid their fees, and now they're trying to use their own fees to shut them down. It's, oh, so I remember reading that San Diego is the first ones to enact Prop 64 regulations, and I'm like, that sounds very strange. That's the city. Yes, oh, and then you hear San Diego County mm-hmm. is banning everything, and then you hear the same in L.A., where L.A. County sheriffs have, they want to spend $25 million to ban all unincorporated businesses in the cannabis industry. They want to shut them all down and then enact oh, regulations, yeah. and it should be done um, in a different way, I think. But I think there's an unknown force um, that is probably... Uh, creating some obstacles towards implementation right now. And that's what I'm hearing from somebody at uh, LEAP, 
which is Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Oh. And my source at LEAP says that uh, the Sheriff's Association has uh, come out and stated that they are not going to implement Prop 64. And so if that's true, that could be why we're starting to see some big pushback, you know. And what does um, that mean? That means, so I'll give you a situation. Coachella is Mm -hmm. um, moving forward with regulations, Mm -hmm. and they have a pile of permits Mm -hmm. that the last stage requires a sheriff's signature on, and the, the county sheriff won't sign off on them. Are you Do they kidding? realize that That's if they hearing. don't sign off on this, they don't get that piece of that billion dollar tax money for enforcement? Um, like yeah. they they're basically being like, I don't need any money. You know, I, I guess we don't need any money. I, I maybe right? we'll yeah, the choir, but this is just insane to me that from the sheer perspective of giving access to people for medicine, right? And then, like, okay, the Prop 64 stuff, but allowing basic rights, and it's tax revenue more than anything. We're such, like, a deficit-driven economy in yeah. California, and, and we've got money. the potential. That is inc- that's insanity to it's me. It's like the city of Coalinga yeah. um, was four, $3.6 million in debt before they sold their abandoned prison yeah. to ocean-grown extracts yeah. for $4.1 million. Yeah. Now they're, you know, and thank God they enticed enough businesses to come in because just yeah. right now they're in the process of shutting down a Kmart, which uh, is, I think, 200 jobs for that oh. city, which is big. Yeah. So the marijuana industry can't get going there quick enough. However, then you've got the county sheriff puffing her chest up, Mims, you know, to the to the feds saying, we will take down the rec market for you. In fact, we'll help you take down the medical market too. And oh. how are you going to afford to do that without enforcement tax money? Uh, okay. I'm... And they couldn't possibly steal enough you know, from like shutting people down. That couldn't net them enough money to no. not want to enforce. I don't understand. Okay, I hate talking about <laughs> politics. Clearly, this is, like, completely this political. Is, yeah. Curious, though, like, a lot of these more deprived counties, like, I was presenting in front of California City with a client, and one of the things that they asked us at the very end is, like, how do you envision this will help us in the long run? And I was like, geez, a coffee shop will be on Main Street. I can imagine just the growth when all of this would be able to happen. I'm curious, as this relates to the federal government and as it relates to Sessions and it relates to now talking about Democrats and Republicans and I voted for Trump and those smaller cities in California have tended to lean more on the conservative aspect. Is that the connect? Could it be? For like, the do you record, see where I'm going? Simone here? did not vote for Trump. <laughs> oh no. It was like an example. I'm oh, just, oh yeah. You just said like Trump I voted has made for Trump. Me, so. Oh no, I didn't vote for Trump. No, exactly. That is Trump and Sessions very depressed. Trump and Sessions have, have given the prohibitionists a, another leg to stand on. Instead mm. of standing yes. down after Prop sixty four passed, mm-hmm. they're now saying it's federally illegal. You're they're Saber accusing rattling, local governments really. of being involved with Rico because they're taking money from the marijuana industry. You know, um, wow, yeah, money laundering yeah. and you know, um, insane. It is. It's totally insane. So, um, but it's the good news is I was talking to one of the lead lobbyists at uh, the Capitol, mm-hmm. and um, the strategy probably going forward into 2018 is going to be to replace some of these sheriffs. Wow. You know, yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to, you know, I don't know that there's much that we can do at the federal level. Um, I know that there's AB 1575 that's been introduced. um, But even if that were, you know, to make it onto the governor's desk, it's not likely that the governor would sign that because that would just 
you know, kick off a whole other slew of problems. It, yeah. it seems like the whole if we want to keep the feds out, we have to regulate ourselves or we're leaving a big hole for the feds to come in and be like, this is totally illegal. We were just talking. I've not heard of any, and maybe they've happened. We just don't know about it. Federal raids in Colorado, Washington, or Oregon. They're starting. They are Um, starting. They're starting, but they're assisting local government. And it's um, in order to shut down the guys that are distributing out of state. Okay. So So they're breaking federal law. Correct. In that they're doing interstate transportation distribution. Yeah. Now, and that's how I read the tea leaves. You know, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've monitored what Sessions is saying very closely. Mm-hmm, I don't, I, I think he has a personal problem with recreational, but I don't think that he's going to go after the, the regulated market, exactly. whether it's medical or oh. recreational. I think he's going after interstate commerce and who's the number one offender. California. Yeah. yeah. And we're the largest yeah. cannabis market. Yeah. And yeah. we're not regulated. So, yeah. I so would it's definitely, curious. I yeah. could see them coming in just to take down the people that are shipping downstate. Yeah. It's Which, the I mean, big players. Well, but they, I mean, we just had an episode on compliance. Like, I used to do fraud investigations. You, it's illegal. You got to know what you're playing with, right? And that's going to be interesting to see what it's going to shake down and the full thing of pricing, demand, and all of that. But... If it's truly raids that are for businesses that are completely violating federal law, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fine. But if it goes into, oh, I'm applying, because I was really worried for like a lot of our Oregon clients. Like, it is an adult use market. Washington, there is no medical program. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, your take that it's like, okay, it's more of the regulation. Regulation, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, if I had my way, yeah. I would not want to implement Prop 64 until we saw a bet. Until we have a better idea of what Sessions is is going to do, until yeah. we have a, a statement from Trump that he's going to respect states' well, rights. Well, what about MCRSA? I would rather just move forward with that. Yeah. And right? Agreed. On because shelf. we are medical. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally yeah, for we were that. Talking about this as you well. know, um, that San Diego City and Davis, I think, are the only areas that I've seen that have said that they want to implement um, Prop 64. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> if only two cities in the whole state are talking about implementation. What are we worried about? Like, yeah. you know, why would we merge the two programs? Why wouldn't we just keep That's medical the for worst now? Idea. You know, in yeah. Prop sixty four, it it didn't have um, any sort of uh, penalties. Like it said that they had to implement and distribute licenses by January first of twenty eighteen. But there's no or else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let it get challenged. Let it yeah. sit in court for a couple years. I'm okay with that. Well, I'm not okay with sacrificing some of my the operators that I work with. You know, mm-hmm. to test the feds. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not. I mean, because it's their livelihood. It's like we were talking in our Trump episode a few a few weeks ago about it's going to be asset forfeiture for sure, mm-hmm. right? And imagine you've invested this significant amount. You've had to go out and seek capital and all of that, and then boom, it's just squandered. Mm-hmm. Like Medwest, where he, like he got his assets seized. His wife's. It's. His kids, kids, like people, college funds, yes, and lost the case. He didn't get jail time or prison time, but he has no money whatsoever, and he has no way to get it back. And I mean that if that's not call, you know, cause for regulation. So at least you have some sort of standing in court. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, California's tough. God, that's you know? so interesting. Yeah, and, unless our regulators can say, 
um, that they're going to protect us from the feds and offer a solution for it. I'm not okay with implementing Prop 64 yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to us. This is like perfect segue into kind of your consulting business. Mm Yeah. Um, I would love for you to talk about that and, you know, what you're helping your, your clients with. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've helped, uh, in the last year, I've helped Mm -hmm. my clients, uh, achieve, 13 permits in two different locations for um, outdoor cultivation, indoor cultivation, distribution testing, volatile manufacturing, and testing. So, how hard was it? Yeah, like what is that process? <laughs> I worked my butt off. I bet. How um, long were the applications? And just that whole like walk us through the process. Each place uh, is different. Each one's right? different. Yeah. yeah, each one's different. Um, and it's what's your most memorable? Yeah, <laughs> my most <laughs> my most memorable is the first permit that I helped uh, a grower get in Yolo County mm-hmm. for an acre of cultivation, and then they were raided by an outer jurisdiction. <laughs> I read about. This. Tri-County Task Force called Trident, and um, who doesn't even govern that area, so we don't, we still don't even know why. And they weren't charged; they were just looking for money. Mm. Um, really? Yeah. That's Trident, the California Trident way. was just um, awarded. Uh, they were just given an award for um, best marijuana investigation, oh, and God. they lead the state um, in uh, asset forfeiture, so they they seized three million dollars worth of property last year. So they got an award from it from the high Jeez. intensity drug track drug trafficking area. Except they don't say what the investigation entailed or, or why they did it. Oil, oh. yeah, butane, hash oil, yeah. whatever. But it was BHM. Yeah, it was. Okay, that's yeah. what they got the award for. Anyway, didn't mention our guys. So and now um, those those clients have been charged with uh, conspiracy to sell to illegally sell marijuana to illegally sell the legal marijuana that they were growing oh wow but the bho part that's no that's i think a these are one. two different oh, things okay that's that's <laughs> absurd it is absurd and so okay because i think a lot of people don't realize how crazy this is like yeah. this is like oh it's legal here mm-hmm. you know we get this all the time oh i want to invest in california mm-hmm. we're like do you know we talk more about like just the risk of running a business and like you need to make sure that it's you know that local license but that's how can they do that and i guess what what can we do to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore i don't know that we could protect ourselves from you know these these task force, okay. but, um, now, you know, so when, when I work with a client, mm-hmm. typically a client will come to me and say, I want a distribution license. Where's the best place for me to go? Mm-hmm. And I'll go in and, and assess, you know, where I'm seeing those licenses being issued. But I just decided to add a new requirement. You know, it's going to be the cost of land, uh, the price per square foot, mm-hmm. um, the the length of the application, uh, how quickly they're moving forward. But it's also going to be the attitude of the the supervisors mm-hmm. and law enforcement. Yeah, I need yep. if law enforcement's not on board, you're going to have problems. That's a very good thing to consider. That's another thing we tell people yeah. that are interested in going to you know, coming to California or investing in something in California, we're like, you have to know the local government by name, like their face. You have to be there all the time because mm-hmm. other people are, they're fighting for their yeah. dream, for the business they already have, whatever, but they are there. You can't just assume that you're just going to be lucky and get Yeah, you're going to come in with a ton of money and like get something where people already are 
people are doing that. They've been doing that for years and years trying to work with their local government. Yeah. I mean, you got to work hard to get yeah, what you need. It's yeah. not I mean, I, I, I easily attend three, three local government meetings a week. I've done three this week. Sometimes there's two or three in one day if I can. Aren't um, they frustrating? Uh, some of them. Some of them are so frustrating, and then some of them are so beautiful. It's like, in, in, <laughs> you know, in Calaveras County, they're, you know, t- trying to say that there's $5 billion available at the federal level, and they can just seek that money and shut them all down. And then you go into Davis, and Davis is like, we voted for it. Give us our weed. <laughs> so one, How long are we going to have to we wait? We don't want to wait any so longer. Crazy. So, like, one keeps you going. I'm not kidding. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I love it's money. Yeah, Prop 64 passed by almost, like, 70%. I think it yeah. is. And so they're like, how long do we have to wait? Like, come like, on. Where, where's my rec shop already? Like, <laughs> I wonder if that's just what we're going to see is just like, you know, the big cities with people that are really into it, that being the 10% or the 20% now, and then slowly but surely over time when they're seeing lack of revenue or something. Yeah, the poor like, cities. Right? Too. It is. But what we have to realize too is that even though Prop 64 passed by 57%, yeah. Um, there's 43% out there that of the population that yeah. are pissed off. Absolutely. i got to get out of my cannabis bubble sometime. That's, that's yeah. really good well, to, to remind me. Prop 64 <laughs> left it up to local cities and counties to do it or not. Yeah. They're like, you don't have to uphold the cannabis business part. Mm-hmm. So essentially, yeah, only 57% of yeah. it passed. Right. Yeah. That's so in the, but the good part is that they're, they're kicking, some are kicking and screaming and implementing the six plant ordinance, but it's at least starting the conversation. Yeah. You can't get around that. Yeah. And you know, that's why there's 40 to 50 local meetings a week. A lot of it's mm-hmm. just about prop 64, but you know, if, if they're talking about that, then I would, you know, tell someone that's looking to open up their business or become mm-hmm. legal in that area. Mm-hmm. There's your, there's your door. Get yeah. In there. Be active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The citizens have a lot. We have of to action. have, we have to be, we will loud. make or break it as well. I mean, I, of course there's the regulators and law enforcement, but it's citizen it's participation people. that mm-hmm. gets things done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like right now in this environment when so many people are upset about what's happening on a federal level, that's kind of good, right? Like, that energy, if it's like done it can well, actually do something. can hopefully make action. People coming together, understanding how they co- collectively can can do something. Yeah. What are the, what are you hearing against why it's bad? Like, I, we talked about this in our first interview. Do you mind, like, when you're talking to people who are like, I can't have cannabis in my county, in my city, like, what are their biggest fears? <laughs> it's almost... It's almost always about the children. Really? Yeah. They wow. think. Wow. Uh, yesterday I was in the Colinga City Council meeting and a, a woman that owns a ranch where children come out and ride horses mm-hmm. was upset that a dispensary could go across the street, you know, a thousand feet from where children congregate. Yeah. And, and somebody not, asked her at one of the time. last meetings um, if she was afraid that her horses were going to get high. <laughs> But it's almost, I call them the what about the children people. Yeah. (laughs) And do not underestimate them. No. But but how can you, you know, I'm all about like figuring out how can you motivate them and change them to say, you know what? Your children are going to be fine. Um, How do you do that? This morning I read an article that said we are taking the marijuana off the streets and putting it into a regulated environment. And and if you can paint that picture for them, um, maybe we have a better chance. 
you know, I've gotten through to some people that were on the fence about regulations by saying, our goal here mm-hmm. is to take this market away from the cartels. Exactly. And, you know, we can't do that unless we regulate, unless we actually can offer it at a cheaper price. So, you know, the price has to come down. Yeah. We have to be able to it go after this. Definitely it will. Does. Yeah, no, it's yeah. going to. Yeah. Well, yeah. if the counties and cities don't overtax it, because then yeah. black market will don't remain. Don't get me started no, on taxes. No, actually, we have this on the agenda. Because, so I work, you know, we work with startups and operating companies. I build out projections. And okay. it is insane to see when you look at a different county, mm-hmm. what they're requiring, the difference in taxation, excise tax. And we're not even talking about the state level mm-hmm. right and then if you look at that in five years and we always like adding compliance and things that they should be doing a lot of these guys will not be that profitable if they cannot manage their business right just with the sheer cost of taxation 280e mm-hmm. all of that right federal state county yeah. city all of it so talk to what's your opinion on the whole tax <sighs> situation so the the lead consultant that's that's on our road show right now is called hdl companies yes. And um, if you Google David McPherson and you find out, like, just his background, he likes to say that he was, um, he's retired from the city of Oakland. But the truth is, and there's articles out there on him. They're starting a dispensary. He, um, he was forced out of the city of Oakland for mm. alleged contract fixing. So mm. I won't go into, like, conspiracy theories, but mm-hmm. there's something going on here. And... Um, I think where the where the real disconnect is is he's consulting the local government. So he's going in and saying, mm-hmm. "How much money do you need? You know, marijuana can solve all of your your county's problems. Mm. You know, and so his, he has four reasons for why he has assisted in some of these egregious taxes. One is he's saying that the industry is begging for it, that they're coming in, and, and he yeah. The industry's begging for it. They're um, broke and desperate. They're sixty. Their pensions are sixty percent underfunded. And whose pensions? Yeah, the local government's pensions oh. are sixty percent underfunded. So therefore, it's marijuana's you know job to solve that problem. Wow. Um, but and I can't remember. What Maybe the their pensions shouldn't be so high. California. And then his fourth <laughs> reason was um, that he's advising them on a certain amount and they're taking it and going higher. So he, he you know, he thinks he's complicit in it and I don't. Um, the the approach has to change. You can't, he kept saying pain point. He was on a panel recently and he kept saying, you know, trying to figure out where the pain point is with, with each um, local government. Well, Dude, the your pain points are there in no, a deficit. No, no, but you're doing, you're, that's, that model is broken. Yeah. You can't go to the, the government and say, how much money do you need? You have to go to the industry and say, how much can you afford? Yeah. How and much can you tolerate? So, right. And so, um, it's, it's an issue because, mm-hmm. uh, his estimates are that the legal market needs 980 licensed growers, 980 acres of licensed cultivation. That's HDL's estimate. And he's also, his estimate is that we're already at 700. So if we're already at 700 and there's only 280 to go, then it's only these people that are setting up in these areas that are taxing it as high as they are. And I love to talk about the the Monterey County issue because Monterey County and four cities inside it all pass very similar taxes that HDL consulted on. It starts at $15 a square foot and it goes up to $25 a square foot over the next five years. It's in stages. And not only that, but um, they're taxing um, distribution, testing, manufacturing, each step along the way, 5%, and that graduates to 10% 
over the next five years. Wow. When the price of a pound is anticipated to come down, these taxes are going up. And the only way to fix that is to go back to the ballot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, oh, and then distribution well, adds on pieces. Of the lab testing and all that kind of stuff. But, like, this is, like, why Washington State failed mm-hmm. is they tried the tier taxation and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It ended up, you know, completely adding this egregious price to the end consumer or the end patient. So that's, I mean, like, I'm just thinking, I mean, from 15 square foot, how, what's the average square foot of these operators? 22,000 square feet. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Plus the excise tax and 280, Mm -hmm. they're all going to go out Mm -hmm. of business. I can tell you, because I I ran these models, like, and it's going up to 25. Okay, so... That's and I've we don't heard of, we don't really work with any we haven't worked with anybody in Monterey. I had no idea about yeah. this. I've heard of wow. in SoCal somewhere fifty dollars per square foot of it, cultivation tax. And see, yep. that's the problem. So I think that's the, the highest. Problem is that I'm... now neighboring cities or anywhere you know sees this sees they only see twenty five. They see that, 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 oh, well, Monterey County is taxing in, and it's going to go up to 25. Let's start at 25, yeah. and let's go up to 45. Oh, holy That was shit. San Jacinto, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's horrible because if you think about it from a macro level, what what's that going to do? It's going to force black market. Exactly. That we know federal agents are going to come in, and mm-hmm. it's going to cause chaos, and then we're going to backfire completely. And I don't even know what the solution. That's and here's well, what the, the problem. The game changer is yeah. LA City and LA County. Yeah, and so you know their their taxes are very reasonable. Yep. I mean they're only looking at one to two percent of different exactly. you know, types, and um, that's going to change the whole game. Oh, but fantastic! So, and that passed. And we're gonna you know so over the next few years you're gonna start to see like a statistical tax arbitrage game going on. Wow. Where, but what scares me is you know some of these desperate cities that are now um, setting up all of these businesses. You know. Do they become ghost towns when the marijuana business up and leaves because yeah. they can go to L.A. County now and only yeah. pay 2%? Where a lot of our, you know, the L.A. operators that are just like, oh, I want to build something or get something are going to these areas just because they want to get a license mm-hmm. when... Well, remember, oh, what was that, oh, God, what was that city where they had so much tax evasions and, like, all the people in the government oh, got charged Adelanto? for... Um, No, but close to there... But everyone, I think California has the most overpaid city and county legislators in the country. And, like, really, like, $6 million for the head of the L.A. DWP guy or these crazy annual sum, uh, salaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why wouldn't they get all crazy with this new tax they can put on these people when that's kind of how businesses or the government works in California is they're greedy. Well, I think that's, you know, relevant for any businesses. Like, you see successful businesses realizing that they need to focus on core values and build a solution to something, and they're successful for the long run. Then you see people, you know, trying to create this quick fix of a market demand or get bought out really quick or just do something not unethical, but just not, I guess, in the concept of the long run. And it seems like some of these counties are doing that. Well, and when they're padding their pockets, that's money they're not putting into the community and the services and the infrastructure, which is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Like, you can raise a ton of tax money and then give it to yourself, and no one will be any better, including the city or county. You know, because it's not just about how much tax money, it's how you spend the tax money for the city. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you have to actually invest it into the services 
instead of just taking it, which yeah. seems like a lot of these places are like, oh, we're going to even... get so rich, but what are you going to do to improve your city? Yeah, and hopefully it'll be like indirect jobs and all of that, but that's such a good point. In Sweden, you get, like on your tax return, you know exactly where all your money went. Really? Yeah, and you know, clearly in the United States, we, we pay our taxes, taxes are about to be due. Um, but Portland, don't know where it goes. Portland has an art tax. Oh, I got taxed. I got, I don't live in Portland, but I'm from Portland and I received like this notice in the bill or in the mail that I was like past due on my art tax in Portland. <laughs> What's your like, art tax? I don't know. It's, it's like to priorities. To <laughs> At least you know where your taxes go yeah. in Portland <laughs> to art. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That is just really insane. So I guess, so we're right now in, um, March, 2017. What do you think is going to happen in this next, you know, before we're all thinking, oh, we have to get ready for 2018. By September, right? Yeah. So I was talking to, I was talking to, uh, Chief Salvador of Colinga last night, Mm -hmm. um, who, (laughs) poor guy, he he gets teased because he's progressive about regulating. He gets Mm -hmm. it. He wants to take down the bad guys with the regulated money. Like, um, and, but he's, you know, kind of on his own. Um, he said that we need to pay attention to the budget, uh, the federal mm-hmm. budget, and uh, October is the time where if we see that they're going to be giving money to the feds, that's when we know we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So if I said, okay, so that gives me October, November, and December to make as much noise at the Capitol as possible saying I'm not ready for Prop 64, because mm-hmm. if that's the case, you know, we're going to have big problems and they... They wouldn't, you know, they just, you don't want to do this. No. I don't, you know, yeah, I, mean, you're I don't want to sacrifice my operators. I kind of like them. Well, and <laughs> medical cannabis in general, which is another problem when Washington got rid of medical cannabis and went fully recreational, not only were they taxing it a lot, but then the patients had to start yeah. paying the tax and then getting limited dosing could only get a hundred milligrams of THC in rec where mm. it was a thousand in the medical. Oh. So not only are they having to pay way more, they're getting way less because it was easier for the government to just merge the two. Yeah. And that's my fear with Prop 64 is it's going to merge with MRSA and then we're going to, everyone is going to be paying a lot more. I think we're going to be paying a lot more regardless if they mm-hmm. do merge, but I think Merging them makes sense, you know. Otherwise, if you have a medical license to grow, now you have to find a medical distributor to distribute it in a medical mm-hmm. dispensary in order to, you know, and that it that could be problematic. I wish we just stayed medical for a while. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do you think those two will be? I guess nobody has a crystal ball right. at all, and clearly the federal government now is a little bit scarier, but how do you think those two would be blended together? Because imagine 2018 right now is hitting, you know, people want to apply for a state license, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to be forced to do that. Be- how would that work with a medical and then an adult use license? Like, do you foresee if people wanted to go forward and October is not scary that somebody would go apply for a medical license as well as an adult use license. What do you recommend? Yeah. Mm. Like it's, there, there's 45 bills, um, that have been introduced at the state level. What? 45. Regarding. Yeah. Talking about what? Regarding Whoa. medical or recreational All or. Of All of it. And so. Like um, amending Like you things? said, I don't have a crystal yeah. ball. Yeah. And it could go in either direction, but 
you know, um, the definition of a patient is going to be uh, someone that has their county card. Um, and oh that's not yep. time to the, register with the state. Yeah. Goodbye. Now, <laughs> rights of privacy. I, but, and still that only exempts you from sales tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. I think we are going to have to have you on the show a little bit more. Yes, <laughs> I think that's seriously. because it's like, you know, you'll be our correspondent. Yeah, just, would you be our absolutely. Like, band correspondent? Yeah. You know, I just applied for the better, uh, the Bureau of Medical Cannabis Regulations Advisory Committee just and yeah, I don't even, I, I don't even, yeah, I don't even really think I have a shot at getting it, but I threw it in, threw my hat tried. in the ring yeah. just in case because I have all this information. Like someone needs to listen to me. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let the people doing all the footwork have a say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at a larger level. Yeah. We're interviewing BMCR next week. Yeah. Ooh. Um, gosh, I, I forget his name right now. Not Lori Ajax, okay. but somebody else on the team. So we'll probably, we're going to ask everybody Alex? if they have Alex, I Alex think. Traverso. Good, good memory. Oh my god! Um, nice. Thanks. Yeah, good I'm memory. So proud of myself. But we're going to be asking, and I'd love to get everyone's questions so that we can ask them because I remember going to the regulatory meeting that they had at Loyola in like October of 2016, and they didn't seem like they had a lot of answers for no. us. You and better be prepared. I know. Okay. I know. We're going to send them Hot our seat. questions before. Yeah. Are you ready for the speed round? Sure. All right. Okay, so if someone is just getting into the industry, what is something they should know? Um, you are going to need to uh, money up, lawyer up, and paper up. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my lawyer God. Lawyer up, paper up. Oh. And the paper up part is uh, part of, you know, just getting everything ready for your applications, but it's also in order to be compliant with 215, you still need all these recommendations, and then, you know... Yeah, so money Compliance. Up. Yeah. That is a bumper. You need to, like, get that as, like, I want, that's going to be actually the, the title of this episode. My first, oh my God. That's a perfect title for the this first episode. question I always ask a new client is how much money do you have? Yeah. Amen. And, the, and But it's so true. It, it limits my options. Yeah, you know, it limits can I theirs, put, too. Where can I tell you where to go? How much money do you have? Yep. Yeah. You gotta yeah. pay to play. Yeah, it, that's what we're in right now, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, um, it, we have to evolve, and... I want to put a stop to HDL because I feel like he's, you know, that company is yeah. actually creating a new market instead of bringing the the unregulated market into the into regulations. Yeah. That's what I. That's my fear. We're not doing anything to go after the black market by creating a new market yeah. and creating such high barriers to entry. Yeah, so, work with know. the industry we already have. Yeah. So, but you know, in Yolo County, somebody submitted a site plan on a paper towel. I mean. <laughs> Wow. So, but that makes sense. You've been underground forever. You want to Look, apply for a license. I'm you sorry, might not have realized. But have you ever thought of writing on a paper towel? No. Let alone giving no. it to. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, you I'm can. always trying to be an optimist, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a little ridiculous. If you had a lawyer, I don't think they would have let you do that. No, so. exactly. <laughs> lawyer off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You kill it. You know, I was. I've been impressed with you since I've got to meet you the first time, and then I didn't even realize that Kristen, you were so close. Yeah. And you know. As a leader, what motivates you to keep on going? Uh, Especially um, with the band. I think I'm nosy. I want to <laughs> know, know everything. <laughs> I put 900 miles on my car yesterday. Wow. <laughs> so I can be everywhere. Like, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. We I'm need just, people like I'm you. I'm nosy. I want, yeah. Yeah. I want to be as informed as possible. Knowledge is power. Knowledge yes. is power, Einstein. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you do something with your knowledge, which I like even better because knowledge is power. And then what are you doing with that? Two of my Facebook members today from two different parts of the state uh-huh. met on an airplane 
And, what? And we're both talking about how they're such big fans of California City and County Bandwatch. I'm in, wow. getting the message so like awesome, that. Jackie. You know, I'm sitting next to so and so. I go, who's so and so? And she's like, he's a member of your group. And we were just talking about how much we love your group. She goes, I just flew to Chicago and, you know, wherever they flew. And I'm like, that is so crazy. Two members meet and, you know, are talking about how much they love this. That's so cool. You know, I've had attorneys tell me that they, you know, follow two news sources. And one is, you know... Reddit and the other is your group. Right? Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's like spot on. Yeah, yeah, you provide an incredibly valuable resource because bands, that's what's going to prevent you from functioning, you know, as a business yeah, in yeah. the industry. But it might be and time. And there's so many. Yeah, yeah, it might be time to change the title. Oh, what California City and County Regulation Watch. Mm, possibly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Because yeah. it is changing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, where do you see medical and recreational cannabis a year from now? Oh, if that isn't a difficult question. It's going to take 10 years to, to get this working properly and mm-hmm. get all the bugs worked out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I feel you. Yeah. And to hear from you, okay, it's, it's even more confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap up, anything else you want to say? Or promote? Uh... Mm. We'll link your show note. Like we create show notes, so all that's like on our website. We'll link to you know your band group, to your website, yeah. so people can contact yeah. you. Any final words for our listeners? Um, get involved. You know, do not wait for someone to do that for you. I love yeah. the saying: if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that's really good. You're good with these quotes. I I, I didn't create that one. I think I stole that from Steph Share of Americans for Safe Access, mm. but I love it. I love it too. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. I really, really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, girls. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So that was a really fun conversation with Jackie. Yeah, she's great. I met her I was bartending at a Weed Maps event for Coachella last year, and she was there too with Susan Soros from Care, and we were like, it was like a battle of being in the dirt, like hot 12, 16-hour days serving all the different artists coming from Coachella to the Weed Maps thing. Wow. Every time I'd wake up, she'd be up in bed really early in the morning just going through all the different bands. Like, anything that's going on legislatively in California, she's processing it, putting it out there for everybody to be aware of it, and... It was good talking with her today to see, like, how do you how do you continue to do that every day when it can be so difficult? She's driven, though. I mean, she's, like, one it's of the most driven. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially when you're a medical patient. And what goes on actually affects your health, your access to medicine in the yeah. first place. More than anything, that's an excellent way to go. Yeah. And that's what keeps her going, too. Absolutely. So what was your one takeaway from this? I had two takeaways. Um, The first one is law enforcement. Mm -hmm. As we tell everybody that approaches us that wants to open up a business in California, you need to get to know the local city, county government officials by name. They should know your face. You need to be active at all of these different meetings because those are the people that will take precedence. But 
even if you do all of that, if the law enforcement yes. is not feeling it, they will block you. It, well, and that's what's been happening with her. And, like, law enforcement and then also the city council people, right? And, like, how she was mentioning, like, there was, like, a new city council person that was, you know, having a very archaic conversation about cannabis. So, it it's all down to government and enforcement, which it always has been. Yeah. The only difference now is we passed something as a proposition as the voters enacted something mm -hmm. prop 64 that actually enables the law enforcement and the city councils to be even more mm -hmm. light or heavy-handed yeah and it with seemed, cannabis. yeah and from her I mean, what I got from it, I think this is going to be your second point, is Prop 64. And what if you're in California, and if you're thinking about going for a license, do you go after that medical license, or do you go after that adult use license? Because by the state, those things are happening at the same time. And, and the federal government yeah. is really only doing, for the most part, the saber-rattling against recreational cannabis. From what we know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f yeah, from what we hear, what's on the news is they barely recognize it has a medical purpose, but no. they absolutely do not understand or agree with recreational cannabis at all. So if we can just put Prop 64 implementation off by at least six months and give the state a chance to put in regulation under the Medical Cannabis yeah. Act... That would be better than trying to do them both at once and, God forbid, turning one into the other into exactly. a big monster and making it gray as it already is. Yep, and just waiting to see what the federal government does, right? We're still, we're right now in March of 2017. We've got time. She said for her, it's October. Like, she'd figure, they'd be able to figure out in October, like... The government funding. Yes. Where, you know, if all of a sudden the DEA gets a fat infusion of cash... Look into that, yeah. Then it's time to really be concerned. Yes, because the DEA is not going after, like, the immigration or anything like exactly. that. That is drug enforcement. So that's yes. a way for... I mean, this is from a data junkie to another data junkie to yeah. another data junkie myself. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you guys really need to be paying attention to what's happening, reading the news, making sure that whatever blogs or articles that you're reading... Check have, your sources. Yes, I was going to say, have references to sources yes. that are, you know, documents. And I'm actually subscribed to uh, the White House right now, and they're on a crazy campaign. I get daily updates on what's happening. I would lose... It goes to my spam box right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can't deal with it. Um, I just draw the line at cannabis right yeah. now because the rest of it's so freaking overwhelming that at least this will affect me, like, firsthand. That's all I can handle right now. Yeah. And that's all, I mean, this week, you know, be laser-focused in your business, so that's that's the best thing. Yep, absolutely. So, great interview with Jackie McGowan yeah. of Ban Aid consulting and we'll put all, everything in the show notes so thank you guys so much for listening to cannabis business minds and we'll see you next week cannabis business minds is recorded by simone samaluka radzins and christian yoder produced and edited by gustavo bulgach at east venice recording studios podcast music is by ketza you can find more episodes of the show on our website, liv-consulting.com, and you can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.